Coming up tonight on Max Wrestling. Impact travels down to Victory Road and ends at 1,000 episodes. Brian Danielson's time is running out on his career. The Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament continues on and ca- after capturing the NXT Women's Championship. The man is now a Grand Slam mix. It's Thursday, you know what that means. This is your captain. He is El Jefe. We're hitting the reset button. Our format has been a bit all over the place. Last couple of weeks, we've had pay-per-view after pay-per-view and then the punk drama. So, uh, thankfully, there's no predictions this week. Perfect opportunity to just dial it back a little bit. Um, So, we're going to start with something new, recapping what you guys have been posting in the group. Uh, It's been very active this week. Maybe they preempted this or something. Maybe. I like it. (laughs) Uh, and of course, any comments that we picked up along the way. But before we do all that, make sure you guys are subscribed to us to us on youtube.com forward slash wrestle. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, And of course, find us over on our beautifully done website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Yeah, right. So uh, let's take a look at the Facebook group. If you're not in it, you should be maxwrestling.com slash groups slash maxwrestling. Uh, just please don't post any porn because you will be banned. You will be banned. Trust me. We've already (laughs) had a few and I don't know how people are getting away with it on Facebook. On Facebook. What do you do? Why why is it up to us to take it down? Surely there should be a fucking algorithm for this shit. (laughs) I was literally just going to say the same thing. I'm like, we can have dudes like my man Ty and the TSK be taken down for comments. Be put on in Facebook jail over comments. And there's pornographic material all over your site. What the fuck's going on, Zuck? Yeah. Um, so first, when I'm going to kick off with his beer posted um, last night, I think. Uh, Sean Rassap. Rassap? Rassap of Rassap. Fightful.com. Fightful of shit, as I like to call him. Uh, posted that Jade Cargill is believed to be finishing up with AEW. Sources, with, sources within the company tell Fightful Select. Sources within AEW and WWE both believe she's headed to WWE. Um, I'm going to take it with a pinch of salt for three reasons. One, it's fightful. Mm -hmm. Two, she literally came back five days ago. Literally. And see, she, this is a quote from her in an interview last, last, I think it was last week or the week before. Very, very, very recently. Um, she said, and I quote Michael Cole, you're not getting any, uh, royalties for that. There's no other place I'd want to be. He doesn't look at me as a number. He looks at me like a human being. 
Cargill continues about Tony Khan. He knows my journey and understands my purpose in the wrestling community and what I want to achieve, and I don't think you can beat that. It don't sound like she's planning on going anywhere when I read stuff like that. I mean, that just sounds like you like your job and that you like your boss. You know what I mean? And guess what? That's not a lot of people. That's not a lot of people. (laughs) Especially this week, right? I mean, just ask me again. That's... I mean, in all reality, I mean, yeah, I mean, look at our own group chat when we got everybody who normally has an issue with their boss. At least, at least that's how it feels. And Jade doesn't have one. Now, in all reality, yes, I, I, I always do my other side. Uh, listen to Uncle Dave this morning. Uncle Dave says, yes, her contract is coming up at the end of the month. But she has a very weird schedule as it is. And. She would have to go to NXT, whether whether we love her, whether we say she's ready, whether we, we know good goddamn well she's going right, right to NXT. Uh, I don't know if that's going to fit her schedule. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, she wants to be considered a main star. Yeah. You know what I mean? And w- I think we feel the AEW fans, AEW diehards, whatever you want to paint us in this picture. Say there's a lot left to be told for her. There's a lot of matches she didn't have in AEW that she could absolutely have and have, and, and they'd be great. There is an entire AEW Women's Championship run literally waiting for her. Yeah. Literally waiting for her. So I'm hoping this is just one of those, oh, contract's up, so let's fucking stir it around. And it just, oh, well, I was wrong. Because I don't, I don't see her in the, I don't. I mean, I think no. she could. I think she could do great because I believe in her, absolutely. I don't know if it works out because here's the funny thing, and a lot of people don't know this. She tried out for WWE, and just like Sammy, they said no thanks. Yeah, what I mean, did granted, Sammy do? granted, she has improved a hell of a lot since then. But like oh, you said, yeah. she she hasn't had a world title run yet. She she dominated the TBS title, absolutely. That's for sure. But and also, so we, we know what she's capable of. She'd be going from like a main star in AEW to developmental in NXT, which I'm assuming would come with a pay cut as well. Huge pay cut. So um, I'm seriously taking that with a pinch of salt. Um, and how I'm many times has like Kenny's contract been up? Oh, maybe he's going to WWE. Not nah, he signed. Of course he did. Did we or did we not just have this? Con- I want to say we had that exact conversation about his contract. Oh, well, I'm- what's going to happen when it's up? Well, he's just going to resign. Oh, well, when the Bucks contract's up, they're just going to go to AEW, right? They resigned. But that's the first thing every fucking dirt sheet writer, minus Dave, mind you, because I don't see him fucking jumping out there saying, this is rumor. No. He'll either debunk it or not debunk it. But every other fucking dirt sheet writer will say, oh, they're going to the other company because contract. Yeah. It's always when the contracts are coming up, they must be going somewhere else. They never, ever consider that they might re-sign. Yeah. That's it makes no the, sense. I don't understand why you immediately jump to that conclusion. So I'll believe it when I see it. For now, I'm assuming Jade's staying in AEW. Um, this one is actually yep. one I posted. Um, and I stole from Sports Kita, i got to be honest. Out of uh, who is the biggest signing in AEW history? Now, I don't know if that's a blanket question or if they mean specifically these four people, but we got CM Punk, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, and Chris Jericho. Um, I mean, hmm. out of the, those four, I said Mox because 
he had such a presence on his debut, and it wasn't even a month after he left WWE. Um, and everything he's done in AEW has just screamed locker room leader. It could mm-hmm. have been Punk. Punk could have been the biggest sign-in ever. But shit happened shit again and again. Happen. Yeah. He definitely it's... came in like feeling like the biggest signing ever. And yeah, it just went it, downhill. It, he His return to wrestling felt like, okay, AEW is going to do the things in wrestling that we want, that the mm. fans want, the diehards want. And I, th- I think we all thought, too, at the time, well, it's going to come with an ego. Well, he shouldn't have an ego because he's going to be around like-minded individuals, right? At least we fucking thought. And, you know, that's a whole different thing for a different day, as they say. But it's you're you're a thousand percent. He could have been he could have been the face of AEW a thousand percent. They were attempting to make him the face of AEW, but he he wanted it to be like. AEW or, or CM Punk presents AEW or something like that. Like that's he wanted like the Joey Janela spring break kind of credit for the fucking and it's like, dude, you're just a cog in the machine. You're a big cog, you know what I mean? But you're still a cog in the machine. And he was like, no, 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 fuck that shit. I am the machine. Yeah, he uh, he as I put it, he uh, he burnt in his own glow. Mm. Um, I, that. I mean, well, personally, I mean, you said Mox. I like the idea of Mox because I feel Mox brought a lot of Japanese talent over. He brought a lot yeah. of Japanese eyes over. But then again, Chris Jericho was day one. He yeah, was. That, he's the champ. He's still fucking relevant today. We make fun of. Oh crap! Jericho's gonna leave, and then what's the <laughs> what's the appreciation society gonna do? And it it nothing ever changes. Nothing. Yeah. He has been an absolute constant, an absolute constant for the brand. For the locker room and the whole nine yards, it's uh, has he been a little? Uh, has he been biased towards his own company? Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, dude. But guess what? If you were the if if that's you, you know what I mean? They're plastering it, it's you, you know what I mean? It's you, and then it's everybody else. Yeah, bro, I'm gonna have that ego about my place too. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro, yeah. we're way better than you. You know what I mean? But somehow he's also managed to stay in WWE's good books. They allowed him to go back and do Stone Cold's podcast and talk about AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which use the nuts. actual words and everything. I it's, mean, it's, the, it's crazy. the fact that he's been there since day one is the only reason I don't consider him the biggest signing because I think he's an AWOG. He's an original. I, yeah. I, I, I took the question as who's their biggest signing after they were established. There we go. Uh, I can totally dig that one. Well, then in, in that aspect, then yeah, I fully agree. Mox, because you Mox, like I like I was saying, he brought your eyes. He literally came from Japan and said, "Watch, just hey guys, follow me this way." And people were like, "Fuck yeah!" And, and we've been done. And it's it's at the point where just like Jericho, where we make the jokes and we make the fun. Now there's a constant running meme. Oh my god, here comes John fucking bleeding again. Guy woke up, tripped, stubbed his toe, <laughs> bleeding everywhere. You know? And it's a thing, but it's it's it is what ties him and AEW together. Whether it be negative or positive in some eyes, he is tied to this company now. Yeah. And ah, uh, he's he's also been allowed to evolve. I mean, John Moxley would eat Dean Ambrose alive. You're fucking telling me. That's the thing that that is, it's well at least for me and I'm sure some other ones at least on the AEW side, we saw a different layer 
of these guys. You know, maybe we didn't catch the CCW run of, you know, of Moxie. Maybe yeah. we didn't catch the Ring of Honor run of Brian Danielson. You know what I mean? But we got to see it. And it was like, hold on, wait a minute. And you have you get a chance to pull yourself back and say, so this is what I got to miss? Now, maybe <laughs> that's not your cup of tea. And I understand that. Maybe, you know, it's too raw and too edgy for you. Whatever. We grew up at a different time. Number yeah. one. But it's, we like it. It works. It's it breeds originality. Not hey, go out there and be that guy. Uh, well, we certainly got some responses in the comments. Um, Harold said, "Punk is biggest. Mox was best." Oh wow! I like the way he puts that though. That's the great thing about Harold is it's not everything is a is a one way street. Yeah. As I mean, we we literally we literally put Punk up here for him to bring himself down, but it's the truth. It's the truth. He he was oh god. He was he was the and I have to put it like this because nobody else garnered a better reaction. He was the American American version of Okada coming and wrestling in AEW. When you didn't know, you could never have seen an Okada match. You could have never. You don't even know how to spell Okada. But in the wrestling world, you knew Okada. And when that fucking the coins dropped. And the reality is, is this guy's an AEW hit. Fucking, it was gigantic. And everybody was screaming. There was people screaming at home. There wasn't a fucking quiet person in that arena. Same exact thing for Punk. When he showed up, there wasn't a dry eye in the house at home. And you know it everywhere else. There was people screaming in the streets, Punk is back. We took it as, I don't know, the, the guy we wanted to be to to run a company or a guy to lead a company or whatever. Now we get to see it. Oh, now we get to see it full form. There's no reins behind it with the Vince thing and the did maybe Vince had reins on it for a reason. And we yeah. just thought the old man was stuck in his ways. Well, guess what? He's over there laughing his ass off with his dumb mustache. So he still doesn't look real. That no. motherfucker is not real. <laughs> so there was an article went out about uh they did some filming during uh, at SoFi Stadium during the Charger uh Dolphin game where they had AIs in the in the like actual AI humans sitting in the crowd wearing fucking jerseys and I'm like Meh. and that's what it makes me think is Vince McMahon is an AI just fucking walking Vince around Vince literally looks like an AI he it, it's a Vince McMahon created AI so this is like you ever like create you know create your own wrestler this <laughs> that's Vince McMahon right there. <laughs> he's just like I want to be I want to be fucking, uh, I want to be fucking, uh, what's his face? Uh, dude from, uh, the Adams family. Gomez. Uh, yeah, Adams. Gomez. I want to have a pencil tash, but you've never had a pencil tash. Put a pencil tash on me. Put a pencil tash on me. <laughs> oh God. Um, Kyle also got involved. Um, punk for sure. Biggest. When you bring someone out of retirement per se, I agree. Um, Marx was massive. He was a huge catalyst for AEW. Um, he also says personally his favorite is Hater and Swerve, but least favorite because of at the time was Christian. Felt like a letdown signing, but boy has that proved many wrong. Oh, I mean that's <laughs> what. See, this is great, and I love Kyle, but it, for the sake of the TSK, shut up, Kyle. Um, <laughs> but he's he's a thousand. He he's a thousand on that one. Swerve brought independent eyes. If you didn't know about Darby Allen and all other shit. Swerve helped bring more independent fans over. That's without a without a doubt. Um, but then Christian, and he's right because even I was one of those like, what's the point of you even being here, bud? 
But yeah. literally within the span of uh, fucking ever since he fucked up his arm and the whole your dad's dead, he's literally taken the wrestling world by storm. He is he is he's that asshole heel that you want to punch in the face, but you want him to say his line first and then you want him <laughs> to punch him in the face. <laughs> Would you say about my dad? He's dead. Ah, oh, the pop the crown. Bam. Okay. Like you need Christian's to pop music hits. You look around. Wait, who who doesn't have a dad? Who doesn't? He's all walking in the back. He's like, hey, are your parents divorced? Shit. Okay. <laughs> I don't care about happy families. Get out of here. How's your mom? That's How's his new mom? one too. How's your mom? Dude, your mom doesn't post enough bikini pics. Oh God, <laughs> I was dead. Oh man. Um, Chris Dora, Moneymaker also joined in Definitely Moxley He's been uh, their go-to guy on many situations Plus he's been the character I always thought he could be But never mm. saw in WWE mm-hmm. Beautiful take Yeah uh, and, and then um, Travis Took the question literally Who's the biggest signing in AEW history He says Mox would be the biggest um, He is six foot one, 225 pounds Punk <laughs> is second, being 6'1", 218. Mox is not 6'1". He's way taller than me. He's got to be taller than 6'1", but all right, whatever. I think God damn. I think maybe he's 6'1", but build higher. He's uh, I don't be think Punk is 6'1". No, there's no way, because Mox is taller than him. Oh, these build heights. I know, they ruined me, but it's all good. <laughs> but I mean, it's fucking goddamn trap. Of course, he would take it in a very literal sense. Uh, what else we got from the group? Um, oy, there was another really interesting subject that I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, well, Chad asked, uh, anyone got any interest in Team J versus Team Jimmy at Survivor Series? And I gotta be honest, nah. Uh, not survive like it i think it's one of those ones where it's like cool we're gonna have a one-off match let's do the one-off match and then let's move on with our lives i don't need to have them have fucking teams okay that makes no sense to me um why would you have teams when the beef is between y'all and y'all could just have a match but i mean hey you know but what, what do we say there we we book with logic yeah um i'm i'm really liking jay as a single star um Jimmy, uh, I don't think he's quite found who he's supposed to be yet. He's still kind of yeah. tiptoeing around uh, backstage, trying to be a heel. Um, I think Jay has found solo run much easier than Jimmy has. Fuck yeah, he has. Um, I'm not really interested in seeing them go one-on-one either. I mean, I'll watch it, but definitely not leading two teams against each other. I don't really see much interest in. Nah. Um, I think it's better to just keep them apart. If you really want to establish them both as single stars, keep them away from each other. Like they're doing great keeping them on both on a, on separate shows. You're a thousand. That, you want to build. You want to build towards this supposed mania match. You actually want to put some heat behind it, and you keep them away from each other. You make us want it because oh holy crap! Now they finally right there. But let them. Yeah, yeah Jimmy. Needs, Jimmy desperately needs to build some some momentum for himself. I say actually thing. keep them away from each other until the rumble. They just happen to meet in the rumble match because then it makes sense. Yeah, like you haven't the... forced them together. They're just both in the same place at the same time. Yep, coincidence. But then again, that's where a bunch of good big matches for Mania get built anyway. Is in the rumble match, so that's perfect. 
There you go. They're perfect building for you. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of Punk, that was apparently the plan. If he was to return to WWE, he wanted to start a program with Kevin Owens in the Rumble match or something. Stop. That, that's if you believe the dirt sheets. Stop. <laughs> if you guys are really, if anybody really believes what Nick Khan is saying, first off, I need you to stop drinking during the day. And second off, understand that this guy has zero, zero motherfucking input on who comes in. He is a he is the fucking the, I don't even know what the fuck in all reality, but yeah, dude, he he said it in his own way. It's like you know, hey, we wish Punk all the best. That doesn't mean we're bringing him in. <laughs> the fuck, I, I I feel he'll be an impact before he'll go back to WWE. But then even then, I don't see him going to Impact. I mean, I've said this like I've always said he he hates Impact. He hated his time in TNA, but. A lot's changed in Impact since he was there. I mean, it's been yeah, dude, twenty years since he was there, uh, and apparently he's very good friends with. I want to say one of the uh, like main executives, not Scott Demore, somebody else higher that up. That wouldn't be that surprising though. But then at the same time, I think somebody he could get along with more so would be because um, it doesn't know it's he's aliens. Who owns or who's running uh, Impact right now? In all reality, uh, I think it's still Aren't, like a, a parent company owning it. But Scott Demore's yeah, right. president. That's right. Well, then, yeah, then Scott. I think Scott Demore is somebody that can get on Punk's level. He's been in the business long enough. You know what I mean? He's got that history. Yeah. I feel like it's an easier move for Punk because Punk has one of these tendencies to. You know, the second you don't know nothing and you're new to the game, I'm going to fucking smash you down because I'm CM Punk, goddamn you. I think Scott Demore could have a better handle on it. Could have a better handle. Could. Not, you know what I mean? But then, then again, there's also, like, a lot of, like, uh, old veterans, you know what I mean, that are still hanging around Impact. Like, like I'm pretty sure Tommy really? Dreamer's, like, not a bad dude, to, you know what I mean, that'll help keep people in line. Uh, yeah. Crazy Steve's kind of blind, but I'm sure he can keep, you know, I mean, he's a more of an impact original in a way. Like, I'm, I think there, there's people there. I just, do they really want to deal with it? Yeah. And I mean, cause that's, I, I think that that's the reality. They understand, they're seeing what happened and it just like an NFL teams when a guy gets busted for something stupid, but, oh, well, this is his plank. Okay. Yeah. But he got busted for something stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Do we want to take the risk because this was stupid and he could do it again? Well, he's a huge draw. Okay, but but this and then they have to go over the whole thing. I can again, I could see it happening. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you got Bully Ray there, who's also very opinionated. Oh, but yeah. I think he, I think he's kind of taken Punk's side on most things. Well, then there you go. Um, and they kind of have that same. I mean, Punk wasn't an ECW original, but they kind of have that same background. They came from. Hardcore wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Punk was in ECW for a time. He's a Paul Heyman guy. So I think he can he can click with Bully and Dreamer and the veterans and stuff like that. And the advantage of Impact is it's pre-taped way in advance. Yes. Way in advance. I like that. Um, somebody, just like one of the, uh, I think somebody, in, on, maybe it was on TikTok or whatever, had mentioned uh, maybe NWA. And I'm like, dude, the, I feel like that place is just dying, a, dying a slow death. And yeah. there's no way they can really afford him. I mean, the good thing is they finally got the title off of Tyrus and put it on EC3. 
Yeah, um, and Dixie but, showed up last week. I know that tripped me out when I saw that little <laughs> clip. I was just like, "Oh my god!" But I mean, at the same time, hey, you popping rating, right, popping rating. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter how you do it. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, Tyrus wasn't that popular, not just with the fans, but internally as well. Well, hey, well that's not surprising. Not surprising. Um, yeah, so the group was very active this week. Thank you very much. Keep posting. Um, I, I keep uh, telling off beer for posting in the um, message group and then like posting in the fucking Facebook group. Then people can talk about it. And he started doing that. So thankfully, um, maybe Travis bad. will finally have some competition for that MVP title. I don't see why not. That's the whole fun part about being on the Max Facebook page is it's we're we're all there for conversation. So maybe something you find fascinating, something maybe we didn't see. Let's all have a conversation about it. As like as you see, if it's a hot enough button topic, there'll be plenty of folks on it. Trust me. I mean, Kyle, Kyle and Harold, if they're jumping on it, that's how you know it's a good. It was a good topic. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now for the time for the blind tag team trivia tournament. Well, unfortunately, we're going to push it for next week. Tie a little bit tough getting teams together. This is real time, real stuff. Is how it goes. But uh, tune in next week for Chad and Teddy versus Cipher and the mystery partner. But. Congratulations to last week's AJ Sparks and Beer, who advanced largely thanks to the man Beer's perfect 10 out of 10 performance. Goodness gracious, if you're not afraid of this man in the trivia game, you fucking should be. He uh, he whooped our asses. My, like, um, AJ and I both scored six. Travis gave us another few points, and then Beer just comes in and wipes the floor of us. Wipes the floor, this guy. Ay, ay, ay. And this is why he should not be disappointed. I know he's come close to the knowledge title again a couple of times, but that's the thing. He always comes within like one or two questions. This is how it happens. It happens every fucking year. And I'm surprised he hasn't seen the pattern yet. It happened with me. It happened with Trav. It happened with DC. It's there's a, there was a, a small list of trivia competitors for a while. And then everybody got real nervous. And nobody wanted to go against Mike, and nobody wanted to do this. And then everybody said, "Fuck it! What's the worst that's going to happen?" And then we're gonna guess to Mike. We're going to lose. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Mike's Mike's the outsider. Mike's not the he's not the guy anymore. He's not the. Then it was Trav on a long run. I was on a run. There's going to be a time where there's going to be the rain of beer, and it is going to last a lot longer than people think. Yeah, maybe um, even himself. I think it took Phoenix like three years to finally win that knowledge title, and now he's a five-time champion. Thank you. Dude, Phoenix is a prime example. Prime example. So uh, more trivia on the way next week. Yeah. Let's make it short. Sweet to the point. I am your current reigning Max Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. I am the guy every person should be worried about. Whether you are MDO or not. He's already proven twice that he can't be trusted. He used Chris to screw me over. He's not my El Jefe anymore. <laughs> You're making my decision for me. I'm coming at the Chris, and then I'm going at the El Jefe. 
So heed my warning. The MDO stronger than ever. Sure about that? Cool. Moses Marquez, do you not understand what you have done? But here at Max, you gotta earn the belts. And let's just say that maybe, just maybe, we'll use this as a representation of my world championship. You don't woke up something that even you can't handle. It's not too late, baby. You're still MDO. I'm gonna run through you like an enema, baby. Everybody is gonna hit the floor. Cause I wanna see you at promo series. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. Once again, drop us a like, give us a sub and a follow. Do it all at maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com to learn more. Do it! All right, so let's jump into the recap, and it's time to turn that smack. It's time for the Friday Night Freeway. This past week's Impact was Victory Road, which kicked off with Leo Rush successfully bending the Impact X Division Championship against Kushida, followed by MK Ultra defeating the Chanteraz to retain the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Crazy Steve defeated Black Tarus. Tommy Dreamer became the new Impact Digital Media Champion, defeating Kenny King. Jordan Grace defeated Deanna Ferrazzo in another class battle between the two longtime rivals. PCO defeated Bully Ray in an Anything Goes match. The Rascals defeated Motor City Machine Guns to retain the Tag Team Championships. And Trinity defended the Knockouts World Championship against Alicia Edwards. Josh Alexander then defeated Steve Macklin in the main event. The 1000th episode of Impact was taped the following night and will air on Axis tomorrow on The Zone in the UK, tonight on Axis which we won't spoil for you just in case you plan on watching it later on. But needless to say, there's a lot of throwbacks. All right, let's jump into some Rampage. So Penta defeated Jay Lethal to advance in the world title tournament. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara agree that they want to punch each other in the face and they will get it out of their systems at Grand Slam. Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, and Sky Blue defeated Anna Jay, The Bunny, and Taya Valkyrie. The Young Bucks defeated Daddy Magic in Cool Hand Ange. And in the main event, Samoa Joe choked out his old rival Jeff Hardy to advance in that same world title tournament. He will face Penta at the semifinals. SmackDown, we kicked off with a women's tag team match and unfortunately, yet another loss for the women's champion as Charlotte and Shotzi defeated Bailey and EO Sky. Now granted, there was a distraction from Asuka but this is ridiculous. Your women's champion needs to win some matches. Later on, Io issued a challenge for her title to Asuka. Backstage, Jimmy Uso was told he's not fully back in the bloodline and continued his issues with AJ Styles. LA Knight came out to address The Miz with a lovely subtle shot at Kevin Nash before being interrupted by Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. Knight then defeated Waller and meets Paul Heyman for the first time in Adam Pearce's office. The Judgment Day defeated the Brawling Brutes, but are confronted after the match by the new faction of Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And in the main event, AJ Styles defeated Jimmy Uso, but paid for it dearly, as he was attacked after the match by Solo Sokoa and Balor and Priest. 
That's all the Smackdown. Now we're on a collision course with AEW because Saturday is fight night. Jump into the collision. Let's do it. John Moxley defeated Action Andrade, retaining the AEW International Championship. And Chris Statlander, and also title defense mode, retains the TBS title against Robin Renegade. And then, in shocking fashion, Jade Cargill returns to AEW, laying out Chris Statlander with Jade. Obviously, her eyes were on the TBS title. There is still animosity amongst the outcasts as Ruby Soho blames Tony Storm for costing her the TBS title at All Out. In a sit-down interview with Skiabone, a match between Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli for both the Ring of Honor World title and the New Japan Strong Open Championship has been made official for Grand Slam. The Bang Bang Gang defeated Gravity Aerostar and Dio's Dylan Formato. CJ Perry's cutting backstage promos that we don't give a shit about talking about the rift between her and Miro. Phoenix defeats Angelico in a very good match. FTR setting up a tag team challenge starting next week. And after an attack by Luchasaurus backstage, Darby Allen is unable to defeat Roderick Strong as Roderick Strong moves on to the finals of the World Title Tournament. Brian O'Danielson, as a dad does, he keeps his promises to his daughters. He's da he promised his daughter he would retire at the age of seven, and so now time is running out. He is interrupted by Ricky Starks and Big Bill, and although Danielson shows respect to Starks, he's attacked by Big Bill. Mox tries to make the save, but he also gets taken down by this massive son of a gun. And in the main event, Samoa Joe chokes out Penta as he solidifies himself in that final of the world title tournament. <clears throat> All right, now it's time for the tab to take one for the team. He's going in raw. <laughs> Jay Uso opened the show and is confronted by Kevin Owens, who tells him he has a long way to go to earn people's respect. They're interrupted by the Judgment Day, leading to an unlikely tag team, but Priest and Balor defeat Jay and Owens after an accidental superkick from Jay caught Owens. Uh, the Miz defeated Akira Tadawa for reasons. Chelsea Green tried, tried to recruit Shayna Baszler as her new partner before Piper Niven appeared behind her took the title off her shoulder and simply says, medically cleared. <laughs> You're not kidding rid of me, lad. <laughs> um, Chad Gable, wow, what a star in the making, interrupted Gunther's record-breaking icy title celebration and vowed to get another shot and defeat him. Um, in order to send his daughter home happy, Gunther took exception to him using his kid for a cheap pop. Um, nice. Imperium beat Gable down, Otis ran down, but also get beat up before Champa made the save with a steel chair. Um, backstage, Champa then suggested they form a six-man tag match later in the night, which we'll get to. Following a confrontation earlier in the day, Drew McIntyre defeated Xavier Woods. Uh, of course, we don't have Matt Riddle there this week after an incident <laughs> at the airport. <laughs> Dumb shit. He is that. Punk's burning in his own glory. So is fucking Riddle right now. Jeez. Tell me, bud. Um... Cody Rhodes wanted to talk about Jay Uso, but he's interrupted by Dominic and JD McDonough as they claim Uso will join the Judgment Day and attack 
Uh, Cody took them both out with a crossroads and a Cody cutter. Shayna Baszler defeated Chelsea Green, and after the match, Piper and Chelsea attacked Shayna, and Zoe Starks comes in to make the save for Shayna Baszler. I'm not quite sure who's a heel, who's a face here, but there we go. Um, in the ring, Seth Rollins says he won't slow down against management wishes and demands Nakamura challenge him again. On the Tron, Shinsuke appeared attacking Ricochet and tells Rollins he will take his title, but not today. Uh, and following the earlier segment, Alpha Academy and Champa defeated Imperium in a six-man tag. Vinci, again, seeming like the weak link as he tapped out to Champa as Gable held Gunther in an ankle lock. And in the main events, I don't even want to talk about it. It actually sounds like a good show up until now. Right. Um, Rhea Ripley defended the women's title against Raquel, but Nia Jax returned. Um, and I have not seen a single positive comment anywhere nobody wanted this it seems nobody's happy about it nope um and especially now that we hear Kyrie Sane might be coming back i she might want to reconsider um oh she's gonna reconsider (laughs) (laughs) fucking we saw becky lynch say watch me go to nxt bud just why It, it was like vince's obviously this week's raw was the last show under full control of the McMahon family. It's now officially owned by Endeavor under the parent company of TKO with UFC now. But it seems Vince went out with a bang. Um, and apparently a lot of things were changed throughout the day. Typical yeah. Vince style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see him stepping away at all. He's, If anything, he's going to have more pause on the things now. I'm, I'm so my immediate first joke was with uh, a buddy of mine who was like who walks up to me he works on the night my buddy Eric works on the night crew with me he, he finally got back into wrestling um oh, and he walks up to me and he was just like so this is a bad thing right and I'm like oh yeah it's fucking terrible and he's just like but why and I was just like you know what I don't know Maybe because I don't know. Maybe she draws numbers. I don't know. And he's like, "Well, didn't the, didn't the uh, deal with UFC go through? Maybe they're maybe she's gonna start fighting." And I just started laughing my ass off. I said, "You know what, dude? A fucking women's heavyweight division in the UFC? I would not. It would not shock me. It would not shock me in the least if that's all of a sudden what they wanted to do. Because that's one thing that that I kept talking about with myself and with some other people. I say even the TSK was." There has to be some crossover now, right? Like, it's so easy now. It's so easy to have crossover to the point of, like, I can see guys retiring from the UFC this week, and three, and three, four, five, six weeks later, they're either trying to do commentary in WWE, maybe they're backstage analysis, maybe they're trying to get in ring. I just, I, I really do feel like this is literally... You've opened up the gap where it's like, hey, cool, that that career failed. Let's do this career. Just like how they were trying to do with football players. Hey, that yeah. failed, but you guys can come be a wrestler. It's it's also unlikely, but I kind of hope this uh, stops all the gatekeeping from UFC fans against wrestling. Like, oh, it's a fake sport. Yeah, well, they're owned by the same company now, so shut up. Exactly. And you guys are just as rigged. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I, I would much rather see two guys fake fight for 90 minutes than two guys hug for three minutes. As somebody who did that sport, yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to sweat all over a man for five minutes at a time, bud. 
I'm, I'm, you know what though? Nia Jax doesn't even need any training. She, she hurts people already, so it's I good. Was just gonna say she's got a wicked right hand. Uh, somebody right. actually tweeted. I tweeted xed. I think it was WrestleOps. Um, what are your dream matches now that Nia Jax is back? And I'm just like none. I, I value the safety game. of the women's division. Her versus a dumpster. Her versus a, a cliff that she could fall off of. Preferably safely, but as long as she just falls off. Of yeah, just just like twenty, uh, fifteen feet. Fifteen you know. feet. You know, twist your ankle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fall awkwardly. I don't know. Um. I yeah. It. That was the first thing I saw from Raw. On Tuesday uh, morning, and it was like I I don't even want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this on Thursday. I don't want to talk about it ever. I just hope yeah. it's a bad dream. No, it's it's, it's real. It's real life. And I, I somebody also said, um, you guys said you wanted com um was a competition for Rhea, and now you oh or, yeah. or you guys wanted to you wanted to see a real threat, threat for Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. Now you've got it, and you're complaining like, yeah, we wanted the threat to her title. Not her safety and her life. Yes, right. We we would no, no no threatening to her livelihood, please. <laughs> her money make she makes the money right here. Please don't break it. Please don't break it. And already one punch, like one punch in, and I'm just like, can you? Or doing no, the Rain slap, I mean, like, can you? Can you not? Like, yeah. I know, I know the person coaching slaps is Stephanie McMahon, and she fucking tells people to fucking you know oh, fucking she let him have slap. it. But then again, bruv. She's the boss's daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a shit. Like, she's gonna be able to get away with it. You can't. You can't. You fucking broke noses. Yeah. No. There's also like a 200 pound difference between Stephanie and Nia Jax. One of them isn't okay. It hurts when Stephanie slaps you, probably. But oh, I mean, yeah. Nia Jax will literally break your fucking face. Literally. Just break ask your Becky. Face. And that I, was an again, elbow. Yeah, one elbow. That's it. So again, imagine a, a a preemptive strike like with a you know what I mean. She come on, dude. Just second. I'm just. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying she's the worst in the world. I'm just saying you know she doesn't. She doesn't know when to pull it back. And that's no. The it, it's like she doesn't know her own strength. But like you've been doing this for God, five years now, and I've never seen any improvement. If anything, I've seen her get worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, you go from NXT where you were doing, like, that's what it was. Because in NXT, they let you do just, like, the minimum. And it was like, all right, well, she can do the minimum. Look, mm. Make that look pretty good. And then now they wanted you to do all kinds of other shit. And you're like, oh, my God. Why? Yeah. Also, Bill DeMott was there, I think, still as a head coach when she was in NXT. She was like, oh, you, you broke her nose? Ah, well. Hey, good job. Good job. <laughs> where, where's, uh, where's Enzo? Let's get him a match with Nia. Right, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, that that was the uh, the dark cloud of Raw. So let's talk happier times with Dynamite last night. Yeah. All right, John Moxley defeats Big Bill. Interference from Ricky Starks was met with Daniel Bryanson or Brian Daniels. I'm mixing them all up again. Running down to the aisle to get on the sides. Bill and Starks attacks Mox and, uh, and Brian after the match. Claudio makes the saves. And, yes, Mox bled all over the place. Uh, definitely leading to some stuff. Big Bill looking mad impressive. Um, get this guy some more work for the love of God. 
Don Callis and Takesta reveal their next target. It is Kota Ibushi. I need one of these goddamn paintings. Um, so we're getting Kota. We're getting Takesta. It's going to be a banger. God, I can't wait. Alex Marvez interviews the, uh, the BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club, as Brian Danielson challenges Ricky Starks and Big Bill to attack match against him and Claudio on collision. Ray Phoenix is held back as he goes after Mox. Eddie and Claudio have the greatest stare down ever, and it should finally be Eddie's time. God, I can't wait. Uh, Orange Cassidy interrupts Hook's interview with Renee as he has mutual respect for him, but uh, a man, he's still tired. Which is perfectly fine. The guy was fucking working his ass off. You could be tired, bud. Where I love how he came in. You okay, Orange? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was like, <laughs> motherfucker, we're not talking about you. And he's all like, yeah, well, at least you got a title. The fucking hook. But I mean, it's it's good stuff. Good stuff. Babyface stuff. Women's four-way. The uh, the illustrious Tony Storm defeated Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, and Nyla Rose to earn a shot at Soraya at Grand Slam next week. Which is uh, already huge. With the you know, the seeds were already implemented at all in, so we're going full out. So we'll see how it goes. You know, maybe watch out for the shoe. Maybe we got a whole new finisher coming or something. In the ring, Jericho and Sammy discuss having history together. Sammy says he didn't come to AEW to be uh, Jericho's sidekick. They both promised to give it their all next week. Going out looking like a bunch of dads getting ready to hit the town. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I was just like, dude, what is what is with this like fucking red shirt, black pants, like? You were looking like you were trying to get some some you-know-what, and you got a wife at home, so you better calm down there, Mr. Guevara. In a segment from last week, MJF is told that he is not cleared to travel, and he addresses Roderick Strong and Samoa Joe, including some Steiner math, which he hit fucking beautifully and even made me like start counting to make sure he got to 100 correct. It was awesome. Um, this man is the man. I've also never seen anybody celebrate from having a neck injury and saying, oh, I don't have to travel. travel <laughs> Get a week, week off. Fuck yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I need more Max like this. I'm telling you, he is going to be the biggest damn baby face in this company. I give it six months. Page versus Cage in a rage. In a fa- I just kept doing this all the wow. time. But uh, Page versus Cage. Um, it was awesome. Swerve looks on. After the match, Hangman turns his attention to Swerve, who then challenges to wrestle Dream. Brian Cage attacks Hangman uh, from behind. The Bucks make the save. Yeah, it's going to be Swerve and Page in Seattle. Either they're building the shit out of Swerve, or I don't even know what. But uh, I'm loving it. Let's keep it rocking. Renee, literally fucking every time I turn around, is doing another goddamn interview. This time it's with Danny Garcia, who's interrupted by Don Callis, who tries to stir the pot. And, well, he gives him some uh, gyrating hips for his... For his troubles, and I can absolutely, absolutely see Danny Garcia's side with uh, with Don Callis. Uh, will it happen? I don't know, but we'll have to see. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne defeat 2.0 after the match. Christian Case fires more shots, calling Darby and challenging Darby Allen and Sting to face him and Luchasaurus at Grand Slam next week. I love it. Um, again, Christian Cage talking about people dead, dad. Keep it going. Give this uh, actually give him the TNT title for fuck's sake, please. Uh, and, and in the main event, Samoa uh, Joe absolutely shocks nobody as he earns a shot at MJF at Grand Slam, defeating Roderick Strong. After the match, Joe sends a message to MJF by leaving Adam Cole laid out uh, as he tried to confront Roddy, who dramatically dropped to the mat in pain the second he saw Cole run down to the fucking to the ring. Medics rush out. Cole urges the the kingdom. Uh, Cole argues with the kingdom. Joe then rushes out. 
chokes out Joe or chokes out Cole, leaves him behind. It's I I love this whole thing because the kingdom are confronting Roddy and they're like, it's okay, dude. In comes freaking Adam. (laughs) And they're doing the whole thing. And he's just overselling the fucking person doing the medical thing has no idea how to put a neck brace on. So she fucks it up, then has to fix it. I'm laughing at that. That's okay. He's not really injured. And then, so Roddy, obviously, because he's got the neck thing, so he's fucking looking up. Roddy, Roddy, he did Roddy or uh, Adam, where are you? And it's like he's right fucking there. Like, what are you talking about? Oh God, it's it's the it's the best worst story there's. It's the best worst injury there's ever been. I I can't tell if Roderick Strong is a great actor or a terrible one. <laughs> it's just so over the top. You're right. I can't tell either, but I, I'm loving every fucking second of it. I'm loving yeah. every second of it. Um, yeah, it, it surprised absolutely nobody. I hate it when they start feuds right as a tournament is beginning to face the mm. champion because it's obvious who's going to win it. It was obvious from the beginning Joe was going to win it because he was already feuding with MJF. Um, I was kind of hoping it would have been it would have been um, uh, Roderick Strong because to me. You you built Joe up for what? For what? Now you're gonna have this guy who has his incredible run in uh in freaking Ring of Honor undefeated so many days. You have this guy who hasn't lost a match any time recently in AEW. He's just gonna lose to the champ. It's I mean, like no, I feel Punk. I think Punk was the only one that's beat him in months. I think so. Yeah, that's right. So then, never mind. So he's kind of kind of stumbling up. I'm just. Joe has too much of an aura, and I feel like him and MJF could be pushed down the line, and that could actually be the crowning moment for Joe. If you really wanted to run with Joe, I really do think that that's something that could happen. But I felt like this could have been, okay, well, you do Roddy. That way we already know that he's probably going to lose, but there's all this animosity with Adam Cole and the this and the that. And so that would play into a possible story of, well, maybe Roddy doesn't lose. We don't know. You know, it could have stirred the pot, could have had more ins and outs, could have been a better overall story. My opinion, but we'll see how it goes. For for all we know, hell, maybe this is where MJF loses the belt. Yeah, maybe. Um, Maybe. And maybe it'll be Roddy's fault. But Damn Roddy. Yeah, looking at this great card for Grand Slam makes me think even more that they shouldn't have done all in and all out back to back. Like, if you'd have gone from all-in to Grand Slam, stadium to stadium, that would have been great. Oh, yeah. That would have, that would have absolutely been great. I, do, I understand trying to keep the tradition of the show, but it's like it, you literally had it the next week. Yeah. The next motherfucking week. And there was, I mean? like, 13 fucking matches. Mm-hmm. Overkill, Tony. Overkill. Um, I mean, if, if that's going to be an issue, maybe do all in in July. Then you got like a bit of a month to recover. Then you got all out. Then you got a few more weeks and you got Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, if you're going to come quick, fast in a hurry with a bunch of live events or pay-per-views, then yeah, I, at least spread them out a couple of weeks. You or if I mean? you want our best weather, I'd go for May now. <laughs> we yeah, get a shit sure. summer. We get our summer before summer. It makes no sense. Get our summer <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so that's all of Dynamite. Now, next week, uh, speaking of whatever, is Summer's End, a special end-of-season episode of Max Wrestling, which we debuted last year. 
Um, it marks the end of our uh, relentless schedule of summer special events. We had one every month. Um, and it begins the official road to promo series. And this year it will be it will be the host of the first time ever Marvelent Showdown. Mal- Malevolent Show- Malevolent Showdown, these guys <laughs> and these big words. I take it as as disrespect with these big words. The Demoness and the Phoenix go head to head, and it's hard to believe that they have never crossed paths. But this match is over a year in the making as Phoenix attempted to confront her at Promo Series 2022. But for one reason or another, it didn't happen. But now it's finally happening. Yeah, will the Phoenix make a triumphant return and face his demon S, or will it be the end of Dragon Club? Join us next week to find out. Now, um, I got a funny, uh, uh, tell me, I did not just see that moment coming up. We haven't done one since the first time we did this segment, but I saw something or heard something actually funny this week that I couldn't ignore. So let's hit the footage. Uh, Tell me, I did not just see that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot what I was saying. That's not what. Oh God, that's <laughs> that's glorious, glorious shit. God, I gotta find it now. I, I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. Yeah. Um, obviously, I had to put some layers on, but it's up there. Mike Rome. That was fucking funny. <laughs> but I don't think it's enough to earn you the title of Geek of the Week. So let's find out who is this week's Geek of the Week. Pencil-neck geek, gritty freak, scum-sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. Okay, so um, I've kind of liked Kevin Nash's like little podcast, um, and but then every now and again he just comes out of fucking nowhere with some shit. And um, there's an old saying in wrestling: is like beef dies hard or doesn't get grilled well, or, for, or whatever the dumb terminology you want to c- color it with. And for those that remember Punk's time in WWE and the, whatever run Kevin Nash had or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be, they still have beef, or at least Nash still has the uncooked beef. Went on his podcast, talked all kinds of shit, pretty much calling for him to come back. I want to kind of read all of this real fast. It's fucking hilarious. So he says all the shit happened th- uh, that night and all that and all the work. That was put into it. No one is talking about the card. He's talking about Wembley. He says, then you ask me if they should bring in Punk. Fuck yeah. That's exactly what I think. Uh, that's exactly what I want is to uh, is to put fucking 90,000 people in a SoCal arena over two nights at WrestleMania and then fucking come out Monday and have the, and have, the, oh. And oh my God, never mind. He's fucking calling him. I can't say that word on the air. We'll get fucking banned forever. Oh my god, dude! Can you not call this guy? Can you just call him a fuck? Oh my god! And have that fucker talk about me, talk some crap or whatever. He's probably gonna get one of the worst seven. He's probably one of the worst seven body has ever fucking held the belt. Um, it's the worst body. It's if not the worst body to ever held the belt. I don't give a fuck if you're straight edge or whatever the fuck you are. There's some fucking natural guys out there that would actually have some muscles. And I and then. I would slap you in the face. Jesus Christ. Okay, Kev, dude, like, come the fuck on, bro. Really? Like, you're... So you're not mad 
at he's he's so this is what I'm getting from Kevin Nash's just literal rant just right now is he's pissed off that somebody that didn't look like a superstar was a world champion. Motherfucker, you were world champion during the time where they gave it to fucking King Kong Bundy. Nobody talks shit about King Kong Bundy. Nobody talks shit about fucking Big Viscera when he was fucking uh, whatever the fuck. Like, what the? Yokozuna? Like, really, Kevin? Really, Kevin? Hulk Hogan? You're gonna tell me, like, Hulk Hogan was in the, like, fucking roided out of his fucking chicks, bud. Out of his fucking chicks, fam. Are you kidding me? Dude, like, Kevin Nash is the biggest gig of the week I think we've ever had. <laughs> the biggest. <clears throat> fucking hell. That's what you're mad about? You're not mad about, like, fucking, oh, he talks shit on my mom, whatever, you know, fucking, you maybe, you know, he's fucking, you know, maybe he likes, maybe he likes fucking Chelsea and you're a fucking man. You, I don't know, whatever. Give me real reasons for you to have beef. Not, he wasn't, he didn't look good. He's got a bad body. The fuck? Yeah. I mean, I thought if, Nash would have been angry at anybody this week. It would have been L.A. Knight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for the whole fucking stealing his bit. Yeah, that so was we so great. Because you wouldn't know he was insulting Kevin Nash unless you knew the quote or somebody explained it to you. That was fucking perfect. Ke- so L.A. Knight gets fucking honorary fucking thank you for making sure that this guy is a fucking geek because you're <laughs> right. It's not an adjective. It's a verb, you idiot. Oh, my God. Okay, on to this week's MVP of the week. It's somebody who's actually been kind of an MVP of AEW for a good few months now. He's um, killing it. Uh, well, he has been killing it for uh, a while. I want to say like six months as Ring of Honor TV champion. It's been if not longer. longer. It's been longer. I think the guy's over a year already. I want to say he's at five hundred plus days. Yeah. But that's the fucking thing. It's that's how long he's been. It is we fucking we don't realize that it's been that long. It's it's astounding because he's he's that good. He's that consistent. And I swear to God, didn't they say he wasn't going to wrestle again in WWE? What the fuck happened? What the yeah. fuck happened? Poncho Joe. Look at him now. Um, yeah, it's over a year. It was April 2022 where he won it. Um, but, I mean, he's been TNT champion in that time, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, but he's been pushed a lot more lately. He's turning into a locker room leader. Apparently, he's the one that broke up the fight between Punk and Jungle Jack. Um yeah, nobody nobody wants fighting. to fuck with Joe. <laughs> if Joe tells you to stop fighting, you better stop fighting. He, even like one of his best friends, Punk's like, yeah, no problem. Yep, um, <laughs> I'm not fucking with you, bud. And now he seems to be on the way to putting MJF over. He's looking like a killer once again. This is the Joe we all know and love. MVP of the week is obviously Samoa Joe. Goodness gracious. You guys should have held this fucking match off for a while. I'm telling you, you could have you ran with him as AEW champ. Or maybe you are. I don't know. I mean, he's he's in great condition right now. Maybe he's got I, a couple more years left in the tank. He is on fire right now. The momentum is up the butt for him, and it should be because he's he's hitting on all cylinders. 
He really is. Samoa Joe could be your champ right now. If you really wanted to keep make MJF the ultimate baby face, you give him a sympathy kind of a thing right now. This is it. Pull the fucking trigger. Yeah. Uh, 40, 44 years old, this man. And this is like his best run in 10 years. Seriously. Fucking hell. This has been better than his NXT run. Yeah. At least you can argue it. Don't get mad at me. You can argue it. <laughs> well, we can debate it. There we go. Let's put it in the Facebook group. Um, well, that's about it for this week. Thank you for joining us. I hope we, um, what do we say? I hope we rocked you harder than a Samoan Joseph choke out. There we go. Jesus Christ. Choking everybody out this past week. He choked out Adam Cole, choked out Roddy Strong, choked out Penta. Jesus. All in like five days. No man goes unchoked in the eyes of Samoa (laughs) Joe. But uh, before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Net Geeks, this week on the A to B Retro Rewind. That's right, a whole lot coming from that. So Retro Rewind, um, I, I we kept talking about bringing it back, doing it, reformatting it, doing blah, 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 all different kinds of weird stuff. Um, I think what we there's a possibility that might get done is something Max Wrestling started doing a little bit ago, which was remastering. We might go back to start remastering some episodes, maybe making them more on the video side, a little more video friendly, as you've seen some other stuff we've done. Um, all the sports content that should be coming out, it literally pops off the second I sit down to do more. There's more to come out. There is literally, like, they, I did not, this is what I'm starting to learn about, especially English football. There's multiple transfer windows. As soon as the English transfer window is open, <laughs> there's one from Turkey. There's one from Saudi Arabia. There's one from Spain. There's one there. So it's been one of those things. There's been signings to Tottenham. There was the international week. Uh, where everybody got to play their international games. There was actually a good little uh, match played by YouTube guys, for those out there coaching young guys. Go fucking have your kids watch this game. You can see how to play defense, how not to play defense, especially guys by Mr. Beast. Um, Charger stuff is coming as well. Don't be afraid of that. Um, Everything right now in its smallest of forms is trying to be happening on TikTok, so make sure you guys are following on that fun thing as well. Other than that, uh, the TSK... Does want to get stuff, something done for the fam? Um, we are looking at talking pretty much punk. We're going to figure out what exactly to cover on it, blah, 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 blah. And then we do want to talk the sale of WWE Part 3 for those who have been following along. But uh, all those will come in due time. And the only way to make sure of that is following us on all the socials, and especially the evil Twitter machine, the evil X machine, whatever you want to call it this week. Max Wrestling UK at the Captain 512 and at SMR Podnet. And of course, check out the lovely website where you can find all this fun stuff, maxwrestlingnet.wheelie.com. And do not forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button right here Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Like I said, we're gaining viewers on YouTube. We're gaining viewers on TikTok. We're catching momentum. Share it with your friends. Before you know it, we might be on ESPN just like Pat McAfee. Just hey. saying. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, Logan, Logan Paul, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, man, what the hell, bang? You guys going out of company? I could We could have <laughs> had to keep going. Could have kept going. <laughs> but, yeah, YouTube's been doing great. Um, and if you, hopefully you like this new format, too, with a lot more discussion. It may, it may be quick discussion, but it's a lot more discussion at the start of the show to kick things off. Um, and then we recap everything that's been going on this week. So, yeah, with that said, join us next week. It's Summer's End. 
we'll look back on the 1000th episode of Impact plus Grand Slam plus the return of the Blind Tag Team Trivia Tournament as Chad and Teddy P take on Cypher and a wildcard partner. And it's the Phoenix versus Demon S. First time ever malevolent showdown finally happening. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Oh, God, lock your windows. She's coming.